0: Uh, we have so many churches mushrooming everywhere but our country is becoming west 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 for me that's a concern because if we have so many churches it means we have so many believers who should live with kingdom principles <laughs> but that is not visible on the ground but we have so many south africa is declared there's a, a lot of people saying they are christians but then the question is why we have so many corruption, why we have so many things going wrong. I mean, uh, children are abused, the gender-based violence. So for me, it's it's, it's, it's that that, that troubles me. And also, it's this po- uh, the politics that we are having now. This coalition system doesn't work um, because you know there is more arguments on the table than making decisions. So it affects us on the ground. But for me, um, um, for me, the hope that I have is there' still people like us out there who are doing the same work, not quitting. <laughs> uh, somebody told me the, the story of the starfish, that uh, you know, somebody was walking next to the sea and trying to get the starfish fish back into the sea, and they were like, "You're wasting your time." <laughs> but he took one and said, "With this one." I'm making a difference. Mm-hmm. So for me it's it's that seeing, you know, there's something that God is doing in certain churches <laughs> that people are starting to collaborate. Um, the system of Dilar, as I'm now part of it <laughs> that's reform. Dilah. Yes. There's some courage that moved. <laughs> so that uh this, this church has done a lot. I mean, the NGO that I'm with, it's founded by Enkir. And it has been doing beautiful work. They, I mean, I come from the church where uh, the only one, one man is becoming richer and the rest are becoming poorer. But when you look at the, the Enkir model, mm-hmm. it, it has done a lot in service in the community they work with, and <laughs> empowering the community. I think resources goes back to this community. For me, I, I'm, I'm excited with anxious at the same time, because I'm getting into, uh, you know, the territory that was, it just inclu- us only. <laughs> and for me, that was the sad part, that the method of Dilar cannot be found in a church. Mm-hmm. It was the method of them, but the church shouldn't do this Bluetooth outreach. You know, you, you, you we reach out to you, but it's better you stay there. Don't come here. <laughs> so for me, that's the beauty of this, I'm in a quite new place. And also, for me, I've been, I've been you know, joking with my friend Francois. Yeah, I'm here because of him. God bless his, his heart. People like him who, who opens doors that we're not supposed to open. Um, to say, you know, the, the beauty about people like him who, who looks at the diversity of South Africa and say, but the church couldn't, can't say we serve us only. Who's, who are us? <laughs> us should be those who love God. <laughs> the language of the church should be love, not color or language. Mm. So unfortunately now, um, you know, that's why we are trying even here at our church to say, English is not my first language. It's, it might be my 14th language. <laughs> but it's the language that makes us find one another. Yeah, sure. So we shouldn't hold on to... The language that separates us. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the language of the church? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sure so for that. me, it's, it's that that makes me happy to be in spaces where I'm not the only one I know uh, whose God is using in the space of, of the empire There's people like there's a lot. And for me, is I feel privileged to be one of those that God is using for his glory. And I'm also speaking to my colleagues and saying, uh, you you, you have kicked charisma out of the church, and you have have associated with Pentecostal churches. But there's no church that is called charismatic. Charisma is the work of the Holy Spirit. So let's bring back what belongs to the kingdom (laughs) and let charisma be part of what the church is all about, because it's all about life. brings that back so for me is the beauty of i love the the structure of elders governing the church of entry which you don't find in other because one man makes the decision to everything <laughs> but yet, and here the beauty of elders ring the you know you, you as a pastor you're not god there, there is a elders around you and the respect of the word i love the with my studies with the, the, the service minister, the it, dean's it, it was awesome for me to see how for long I've longed to study. I, I love to, to know more <laughs> so that I do justice to the word of God. So for me that's, that's the beauty that I find myself at um, in this place.
1: How did it happen that you, that you enrolled into this service minister course?
0: Yeah, what happened is that uh, I've been speaking to Francois, I mean, I started, uh, last of last day I have enrolled with SETS, because I wanted to, st- that was my longing, but SETS was expensive, I couldn't manage to pay all the, the, the costs that I was studying with SETS, I was doing my BTH with SETS. So I've been speaking to Francois about that, and then, uh, then I, the decision came that I, I I, I I said I wanna I wanna join in here uh, and become a member. Uh, I've been a member actually 2016. I became a member, but I said I wanna I wanna take this further. What must I do? So we went to meet Prof. Obas neighbor, and by the grace of God, uh, this the students were being picked up by them who were serving in the church churches, but not having a, a license to serve. And then that's when the opportunity came for, for me to be part of the students that were going to be part of this program. But, but wasn't it very Afrikaans? Yes. It was. I knew when I started saying I'm going to be part of this, the first time the communication to us was in Afrikaans. I couldn't... Interpret what was said. <laughs> I didn't know what was saying, so I, could, I was always copying and translating, putting it in the translation, Google trans translation, just to get to hear what what did they say. We must submit and do what. So it was, it was, it was, it it, it, it was calling a lot of. It was humbling me, uh, in a sense. It, it, it was not about people who are communicating. It was what God wants me to make other brothers see that i'm also part of the the kingdom they say regardless of the language i speak it's it's not that Uh, so i would communicate and say please speak in english because i am not so but luckily the 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 facilitators the, the the lecturers knew that i'm coming so they I remember first lesson. They said we're going to now speak in Africa in English because we have a black man here, we have Katleo here, and one student stood up and said, "Why do we have to change the language because of one?" Really? <laughs> uh? yes. So, but luckily, the the facilitators just said, "But um, don't you see that as a calling for God for us to see the what South Africa is all about? We are just few percent; they are the majority, but." We are, we, who are we saving? Who are we going to save? What is the kingdom all about? So I was privileged that, yes, it was a challenge for some of the lecturers because English is not their language. So some of the ways they will say it in Africans, and I will try to get a translation <laughs> of what. So it was a, it was a lot for me. Um, it still is because sometimes you would find during break, they forget I'm here so they will speak in Africans. So I'll definitely just put a, a translator so I can hear it and just look at my phone. So, for me, it was that thing of saying, um, it was not about me, it was about what God was to teach me. <laughs> so, I, I had to learn to, you know, to remember the story of, of, of Peter when he stood up. They he thought, he, he's speaking our language. <laughs> How did he you know it? So, I was depending on the Holy Spirit to. It's not that I can hear Afghans, but when it's fast, I, I, I can literally translate what was said. So I would uh you know there was grace there that was 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 given but it was emotionally taxing. Um, mm. yes. were you the only black guy in yes. the whole group? Uh, yes. I was the only one. And I was that? it was sure. it was tough. It was tough. Every weekend when we had to go to study weekend you know I would drive saying oh god I I want to study, and that's what I, I want to equip myself. So regardless of what I'm going to face, it's OK. <laughs> uh, I, I will have to go through it, because I, I, I know what I want. Uh, so let me go through this and see what will happen. And so, yeah, there were others that were you know, trying to include me, but others, because of their age and the context they stay in, uh, it was difficult. They couldn't communicate with me, uh, but um, after le- ten months or so, things became better uh, because now I could, you know, they could remember when they are speaking. I'm here. Try, try to, you know, speak that African English mix. <laughs> so did that did I, you want to give up at some stage? Was it too much? Yeah, there was a time when I, I felt, how can the people who say they serve God not recognize that the language they speak is excluding us. <laughs> what kind of love of God, what kind of God is, are they saving? <laughs> so there was a time where I would go back with my wife and tell my wife and say, I don't know. know, I don't know. You know, I, I know. Afrikaners want to hold. I'm a Sotho. I don't hold on to Sotho. Because it's not, the, it's not what I want. It's not the kingdom language. <laughs> I, I adapt and get to the context. So I, I remember one day I had to ask them a question. I said, all of you here, since you have been in church for so many years, you have never had a visitor who comes from Burundi, for an example, who comes from Enkhye, that side and come to Pretoria and see a building that has the same symbols, and get into the church, do you continue with your service with the liturgy that doesn't speak to to him? And you are fine, you leave. <laughs> and um, most of them, they, they had to think. So I think that's why God put me in that space as well, because mm-hmm. it was the issue of trying to you know, this, you know, because there is a lot of the church that can go do outreach to black people, but they don't want to <laughs> open the church for them so it's it for me it was tough i yeah uh, your question is was there a time when i wanted to quit uh because the 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 funding of the my 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 course was the, ch- the church paid for it i thought no i can't waste the church resources like that i need to be in that space but again i also had a beautiful friend who so i would always say don't you, you must say, you must not keep quiet. You, mm. you you must you must you must say it and also he taught me to embrace that guy who literally said, Why do we have to speak English when we are sitting here? Because he was he was showing his vulnerability. <laughs> yeah. So embracing the vulnerability with love. Because yeah. we are all vulnerable in a sense.
1: Sure. Yes. Yeah, I think God sent you there not only for you to learn something, maybe for them also to learn yes. a lot from you. So you had a role to play. You say a lot about François Smith. Tell her, tell me a little bit about your journey with him.
0: Sure. When I came to, to Penn, um, François is a senior pastor. I remember um, there was a time when they wanted to incorporate pastors without um, qualification and such, but already sitting in churches, called as pastors in such churches. So he, he's the one that said, no, let's call our brothers to the table. And uh, my journey with him, I remember when I was trying to get a license. I couldn't drive. So he was driving a small Toyota Corolla by then. You know, he took me with his car to teach me how to drive. So for me, that was a shock. Because I had an experience with my mom working as a domestic worker where I went into the restroom and then the bus by then, using that term, took me with my neck and said, I mustn't get into the, the his toilet. I must use the one outside. So I was su- surprised this white man is... <laughs> He's helping with his, uh, his car to drive, so he was one of the people that helped me to get my license. And other than that, he's so close to me. He was part of the people that went for my Nobola negotiations. So um, that's the journey that I've went with so He's not just a friend to me. He's like my father in a, in a foreign land. So he, a father with a white skin to a black man. So he's just, yeah. he is just. I mean, he he. There was a time, twenty twenty, where we in, in trouble with my wife. You know, couldn't go anywhere. He literally came, took our our child for a weekend to give us a break. <laughs> so I think more people should learn. I mean, the church, especially in, in here, we need more people like France, or the trendsetters, the people who are literally going. The skin that I can define him is the agape skin, which we need to wear, all of us who are calling ourselves Christians. Because the agape skin is unconditional love. And having said that, as I said to him, he told me that I must also embrace people who are racist and they putting it out there. I should clothe them with, with agape. Love covers multitudes of sins, doesn't remove them to cover them with love. So he, he has covered me for years. Even now, he's still covering me. I mean, the car that I'm driving, it was his. I mean, he's, I don't know what to say about Francois, but he's the epitome of grace, and he's the healing factor mm-hmm. to the apartheid system that we went through. I should have done mechanical engineer, but unfortunately, I was a son to a domestic worker, who worked for her life? Even now, she's still working, but nothing. 800 that she received. So, for me, seeing a person like Francois right, is to to say there's hope. And I'm trying to also expose my children so that they don't see a white person and say Le like a, like an alien. <laughs> mm-hmm. To be able to to know no, it's it's, it's people like us. <laughs> Yeah, so that's, that's, that's from, so for me, he's, he's a mentor to me, he's also my spiritual director, it's not just, yeah, he's a man that I look up to, it is so nice, our, 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 yeah, our scripture is Colossians, so there is no Jew, Greek and what, here you find our shelter people are part of our members here, people from the shelter, we have people from the community. Is that Braunberg? It's here, oh, yeah, 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 so that's where the church that's where our church okay. is. So every Sunday. So for me is to see this church speaking to the context of the city of Swane. Yeah. And also to see the church, here Church stop selling buildings because the church Enghear is dying. Hmm. Uh, especially in the city centre. And also, you know, try to advocate for people running away to nice places and doing beautiful churches outside the city. Mm. running away and like 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 you know when you go to a zoo it's nice zoos outside it's like a zoo outside that (laughs) has nice stuff to go see them (laughs) while the work is here in the city to be where the the stuff is happening happening, in the middle of it in the middle of it because for me i believe jesus was walking on the ground where stuff is he was not hiding yeah and -hmm. this
1: arcadia church where we are chatting now i mean it the vicinity just the the geography of it. It's, it's right next door is the Sheraton Hotel, yes. <laughs> and it looks if you, if you look down the street you see the union mm-hmm. buildings, yes. but there's a lot of stuff happening all around. It's the, the typical city mm-hmm. and a lot of refugees and yes. people of so, diff, so many different
0: cultures. So you're right in the centre, in the hub. Yes, Merging with Pen started in 2011. Um, Actually, they were looking for someone who did outreach because I worked in Messina for four years doing outreach there in a school. Um, so I applied and then I got the job. Worked under Sharon as my manager. 2011, uh, first of, of June. I remember very well when I joined the organization. So my my responsibility was to do outreach. Ah. Yeah, was to do outreach at Schubert Park before the evictions. So when I arrived in 2011, first June, did outreach at Shoeward Park, suddenly in October people were evicted from Shoeward Park. We had to find places where to help these vulnerable people. So I remember I, I took people into pen buildings <laughs> because the children and women were on the street. It was tear gas everywhere. It was chaotic. So I remember we brought others here at, at Acadia, and I remember your, your team came also for the night church. We, that's where now the Compassion Center was formed at Acadia here. So since that journey, it was the the night church that we had here, and also the women and children that were staying in the hall that were sheltered temporarily. So and they and then after that they were they were they were reunified. They exited, but. Uh, so my ministry moved from Brown, from Sunis, from uh, Bossman to Sunny because everybody moved to the side. So that's 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 when I I started the journey with, with Penn. pen. Uh, but the ministry grew from one shelter. Currently, we are running three shelters: uh, one one for men and the other one for women with children, and the night the night shelter for migrant laborers. So I've seen God's grace who's close to the vulnerable um, at Penn. So my responsibility within the organization is I'm the team leader of the vulnerable adult programs. And also I'm one of the pastors and also I'm part of the executive of the organization uh, to advocate on behalf of the the voiceless and also to network on behalf of the organization. Sure, That's
1: my my role and, and tell me about the shelters that you are running in Klein.
0: Yeah, our programs is we have a shelter in Sunnyside 50 Vos where it's a drop-in centre for, for vulnerable people. They can come shower, do laundry, iron their clothes, charge their phones, see a social worker for individual development plan and assessment of health. And from there they will be uh, intake into the shelter. Uh, for six months where they will be helping skills, relevant skills. Others to apply for jobs and others are, are, are students that didn't get money for accommodation. So we accommodate them so that we can help them to get back on their feet. And so we have an ecosystem of care of helping an individual so that they can to break the cycle of poverty so we also have the program that started as it was a program outreach for women caught in prostitution currently after covid everything changed so at pen we always agile to see what god is doing we're not rigid to always see if if the context change we must change with the context mm-hmm. and and now we are saving women with children uh, it's also a dropping centre for women in children, So it, it, it has also the same ecosystem of care. So we thank God that we are partnering with the provincial social development uh, with our programmes, uh, where they are helping to fund, even if it's not 100% funding, but to help us. Over the years, there was no such. It's just for two years that they have been helping us to really bring change in our community, and also churches, other churches like West Island.
1: So, what is the best part of your job, and what is the worst part? Yeah.
0: That's a nice question. Uh, I think the the worst part of my my job is seeing uh, the the department or actually the city not coming to to part play their part when it comes to the work we're doing. I mean, we're struggling with lease agreements. We're struggling with. Uh, there is a many. There is a lot of buildings that not hijacked but occupied that belong to the city, and we have been asking for the city. We did audit to say help us so that we can accommodate more, because this is the capital city. Sometimes we feel like we are in the middle of the of the stream. <laughs> Everything is coming down here, and the, the need becomes more, but we have little resources that we can work with. For me, it's one of the things that makes it hard for me to say. Uh, God, we pray for for resources so that we can help more people to escape the cycle of poverty. Because if it wasn't for God, I don't think I would be here myself. So uh, the beautiful thing about my job is to see one person having a successful and a sustainable exit. <laughs> Not just getting a job, but getting back on their feet and coming back to us and to paying it for.